The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mesrowski. The leader of the United Auto Workers announcing their strike will expand if the big three automakers, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, do not make what he calls substantial progress by noon Friday. As of now, auto workers are striking at three plants. UAW President Sean Fain says he'll call on more members to strike if the big three do not move toward an agreement by Friday. We've been available 24-7 to bargain a deal that recognizes our members' sacrifices and contributions to these record profits. Still, the big three failed to get down to business. That's from a video message that Sean Fain gave to United Auto Workers members last night. The union is demanding higher wages, shorter work weeks, and restoration of pension benefits. All right, we'll have more on this throughout the morning. Meanwhile, back here in western New York, Buffalo policymakers questioning the city's preparedness ahead of the winter storm season. WBEN's Max Ferry has the latest. The Buffalo Common Council has a resolution on their agenda this Tuesday, which calls for a request for comprehensive emergency winter weather preparedness updates to ensure ample time to prepare for possible severe weather events, like last year's Christmas blizzard. Councilman Majority Leader David Rivera tells WBEN that the council is calling for updates from Buffalo Police, Fire, Public Works, Human Resources, and the Mayor's Office in regards to what the city's plans are to prepare for the upcoming winter weather especially given that a severe weather event could come to the city well before the city's charter date to unveil the snow plans. Still waiting on the city's snow plan. That plan by charter has to be given to the council by November the 1st, but we're looking at changing the charter, moving the date back to April, giving us more time to analyze it and to allocate resources during the budget year in terms of manpower, equipment, and technology. So we would like to see the snow plan a lot sooner. The council's resolution titled, Where Are We At? also questions where the city stands in terms of hiring an emergency manager, homeland security coordinator, and fleet manager, which were approved by the council in February. I spoke with Mayor Byron Brown yesterday. We have advertised those positions. Uh, People have been interviewed. We are going to extend the application and interview process, we want to make sure that we get people with the right qualifications for those positions. Even though the mayor is ensuring a revised snow plan by November 1st, the council wants answers to other snow-related preparedness plans as well. Hear more at WBEN.com. Max Ferry, WBEN.com News. Max, thank you. Gas prices spiking, especially in one area of the country where filling up an average-sized gas tank with regular unleaded is back to costing around 100 bucks. Refinery problems have caused gas prices to go up, but nowhere like here in California. In the past week, the price of regular unleaded has shot up 30 cents a gallon, according to the Energy Department. In many areas of Southern California, regular unleaded is over six bucks a gallon all of a sudden. Patrick DeHaan at Gas Buddy. Gas prices are now up. Uh, some 50 cents a gallon compared to a month ago because of those unexpected refinery disruptions. The Energy Department reports nationwide drivers on average are now paying six cents a gallon more this week. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. Locally, 389 on average. That's up a few cents from last week and about exactly where we were one year ago. Okay, so... But, uh, wow, 50 cents a gallon increase. A big yeah. spike for sure. 506. 
on WBEM. Recent delays at the border have many wondering, what's the issue? WBEN's Tom Puckett has more. Attorney Jamie Fiegel commutes from Fort Erie to her Buffalo office every day, and the border times are not consistent. The border delays have been really heavy during the summer over the beginning of the week, getting lesser by the weekend, and now it's just a crapshoot of every day. Fiegel says she's waited as much as 50 minutes to cross, and she can't figure out a rhyme or reason for it. It seems at 8 a.m. sometimes they open up another lane or two. Sometimes Nexus has one lane open. And there's many regular processing lines open, leaving the nexus lane to block the access to the bridge because it's backed up from the one nexus lane that's open all the way onto the bridge. Fiegel suggests opening up more lanes. Four lanes open rather than two in regular processing makes a big difference. It filters those cars out into more different lanes than backing it up onto the bridge so that everyone's waiting going slow car at a time. Hear more from Fiegel online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. And from Congressman Brian Higgins, we learned that resident complaints last week about bridge delays were especially bad over the last few days and a couple of weeks. So from Higgins' office, they said they reached out to Customs and Border Protection. They said there was a tech outage impacting primary and secondary inspections requiring agents to resort to slower backup systems. That outage was nationwide but has now supposedly been resolved. Higgins said the continuing resolution proposed by the House Speaker, which you'll hear about in just a moment, would be devastating for Customs and Border Protection staffing and operations because it cuts Homeland Security budget by just over 8%. And we're also asking you at WBEN.com this morning, how often do you cross the Canadian border? It's our web poll. Almost never, occasionally, or frequently. 73%, the biggest block of voters, say almost never. You can check in with us at WBEN.com. On that government shutdown bill, just two weeks until a shutdown could happen if the House and Senate can't agree on a spending plan. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy insists he doesn't want it. I do not believe the government shutdown houses. But House Republicans want dramatic spending cuts just to pass a temporary spending bill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says not happening. House Republicans want to cut virtually all non-defense spending by a devastating 8%. And not one penny is dedicated to the president's disaster relief request. Just two weeks left to take action. Andy Field, ABC News. All right, a U.S. fighter jet's stealth abilities appeared to be working too well as it took authorities more than 24 hours to locate a debris field after an F-35 went missing when the pilot ejected because of a mishap. That jet among the most sophisticated on Earth with a $100 million-plus price tag was undetected for more than 24 hours. Officials say that F-35 vanished Sunday afternoon. The pilot safely ejecting near Joint Base Charleston after reports of an undisclosed mishap in the cockpit. Investigators converging at a debris site with burn areas and downed trees that is presumed connected to the crash of that missing F-35 fighter jet. The debris discovered last evening about two hours northeast of Joint Base Charleston, an airbase in North Charleston. Oh, man. So... (laughs) I can't believe they lost it in the first place. Unbelievable that this happened. Yeah, but they were able to uh, figure it out, the the mystery of the 
humongous fighter jet that crashed. <laughs> I had a feeling they'd be able to find it. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast becoming mostly sunny today with temperatures in the upper 60s this afternoon. Tonight, mainly clear and cool. A little patchy fog developing with overnight lows in the upper 40s. Wednesday looks wonderful with sunshine. Temperatures in the low 70s, mid 70s with mostly sunny skies on Thursday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us on the line right now is David Rivera, Buffalo Common Council member. We're talking about the city's snow plan and winter storm preparedness ahead of the winter season. Now, David, hard to imagine talking about that right now, right? We've had such nice weather over the past week, uh, continuing on in the 70s, but it is beginning to be late September, and it's now kind of the time where we start to think about the snow and the winter weather. How ready do you feel the city is for that? Well, it's hard to determine that because we haven't received the city's snow plan and they're not required to provide us that, uh, the Common Council, that information until November 1st. Uh, we're asking the administration uh, to provide us that informa information a lot earlier uh, to better understand whether or not we are prepared to deal with any eventuality, especially after last year, um, the two snowfalls that we had during the month of December uh, that showed that we were basically ineffective in dealing with the snowfall. You know, David, after the blizzard last year, it seemed like there was an urgency on the city's part to have the council approve two new positions, an emergency manager and a fleet manager. Those were approved back in February. What is the status of those positions right now? Well, we're still waiting on the administration to fill those uh, positions. Um, the Common Council uh, negotiated with the administration on a emergency manager. The administration wanted a fleet manager. We compromised and we decided to do both. However, they started a process, and I don't know um, uh, you know, how much interest there was or who the candidates were. But my understanding is that they suspended that process and uh, they started up once again. Now, that's just information. I can't confirm it. Um, but I, I think there should be a sense of urgency. We should have somebody on board. And we should have had that person on board a lot earlier, especially during the summer months before um, the winter, that way you can prepare and coordinate and communicate with uh, different municipalities and other levels of government and work inter interdepartmentally to make sure that we're prepared. Yeah, uh, you would have to imagine it would take some time for somebody getting on the job. It's not like you'd want that person who's in charge of kind of managing things during a storm to be hired a week before the first storm comes. Absolutely. I mean, I remember the October surprise. Here we are only weeks away from October. Um, last year, we had the two snowfalls, the blizzard and the lake effect snow early or towards the middle of the month of December. And we don't know when it can come. And not only just snow for that matter, it could be any natural disaster. It could be chemical it could be man-made, it could be terrorism, it could be an earthquake, it could be chemical spills, it could be almost anything, and we have to be prepared to deal with that. 
And it is important to have the equipment, the technology, the manpower, the coordination already established. I mean, I, I, I don't want somebody to come on after the storm in December or February. I, God forbid that there's another storm this year. And our, our goal is just to be prepared. And uh, there's a saying, a failure to prepare is prepare to fail. Now, November 1st, by the city charter, that's the date that the city has to release its snow plan, right? Is that too late? That's correct. Should that be changed? Oh, yes, absolutely. The council is looking at uh, moving it back, um, hopefully to April, just before our fiscal year, which is May. Uh, so we'd like to you know, talk about these things just before we budget. So that way, if we need to budget the resources, manpower, equipment, technology, we could do it during the budget process. Uh, David, a little bit later on today, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, it was in committee last week, the idea of stop arm cameras on school buses. Uh, these would be put on basically the stop sign of school buses in the city, be active when the stop sign is out to catch people who speed by, stop school buses. Is this idea a no-brainer for you, or is it something that on the heels of this school zone speed camera issue from a few years ago, you might see people have reservations about? Well, people have reservations about the speed zone cameras because initially, they were supposed to be activated or the cameras were supposed to be on only when kids were being um, arriving to school or being discharged. But the city then uh, attempted to change it to have them on all day. And so the people saw that as the money grab. In this case, we're, the kids are either getting on the bus or getting off the bus. And uh, I, I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, the safety of the kids is so important. Anybody that goes past a school bus deserves to be fined and conditioned not to do that. I mean, I think we've all, at least some of us, have seen people actually pass school buses while the arms are out and children are either being discharged or getting on the buses. So we, we want to make sure that this is another tool to condition people to obey the vehicle and traffic laws, that you must stop for school buses. Is this up for a vote today, and do you see it passing? Uh, yes, it is. I believe that we have the votes to pass it, and I, I don't know if it'll be unanimous, but we do have the votes to pass it. Okay. Hey, David, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, always appreciate the time. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.